in brightest day, in blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's life. Pretty cool, huh? Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bokelman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 182. That's right. Red Lantern's 25, 26, and 27 reviews. So, yeah. <laughs> we know We know you've been waiting for it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is, finally. I just realized that what Guy is holding isn't some on, on the cover of 25 is actually a glowing red ball of earth. I thought it was like an some yeah, sort of thought it was some sort of weird eyeball thing. <laughs> oh, I'm dumb. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess what I'm taking twenty five and twenty seven, and you're handling twenty six, right? Yes, yes, I am. And I got to give a disclaimer right off the bat. I'm going to do my best not to try to break down and cough severely when I'm talking to when I'm doing my issue review. But I have a very scratchy throat so i'm gonna do my best to survive this and if i sound weird it's probably because i'm gonna have a cough drop in my mouth half the time when i'm talking to just prevent that scratch from becoming the itch that you can't control so just try, just putting it out there so if i sound like i'm dying that's 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 gonna be why people speaking of the itch you can't control uh this episode is brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> preparation H. <eight. laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> the official sponsor of the Lancer Cat. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, um, um, let's see. <sighs> I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> Jesus. Nah, leave it in. It's appropriate. Oh man, oh, I gotta take a drink of water or something. Oh, okay. Get the coffee ready. Yeah. Uh, this gonna be the longest forty minutes of our life. I don't drink coffee. It tastes like hot dirt water, no matter what you put in it. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, issue 25 opens up w- in Sector 1008. Uh, we basically open up on a giant brand new Red Lantern going apeshit on a city. Um, his name is Itro, and the caption basically gives us his background uh, in two different ways. There's the... I don't know what Itro's point of view, like the sympathetic point of view of this creature's history, and then I guess this planet's point of view of this particular creature, like the the you know this creature is bad, and here's why point of view of the existence of this creature. And then we cut back to Ysmalt and the uh, the the Red Lantern Corps, or what what there is of them, is basically partying and getting drunk. Um, off of Korrigarian Ale, um, I guess, <laughs> the, the, uh, Zilius Zox is drunk off his ass, um, and... If he, if he had one. It, he, <laughs> if he has one. He's drunk off his head. Yes, he's, he's, he's drunk off his head. Um, they start talking about, uh... How Atrocitus wouldn't have approved of this, and now we have our own sector, and it's this whole thing. They're just basically kind of half recapping what's been going on 
resetting everything because they just finished the whole lights out thing. So you know you got to go back into the world of the Reds now. Uh, so guys, like we not just any sector. We have two eight one four, and they have to explain to Rancor what sectors are. Um, so they have so we we have Earth in our sector. He's like, well, what does that mean? And so what that means is the Reds are in charge of Earth and. We're, 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 we have to keep Earth safe. Uh, we're the ones responsible for it and in the rest of the sector. How, so how do we do that? There's only a few of us. We need more. Well, they're like, they, uh, Rancor throws back in, you know, Dexstar and Atrocitus are still out there. Um, he's like, I'm not going to waste time worrying about a cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then uh, I keep forgetting this Red Lantern's name. What is his name? Scalix? Yes. Okay. Scalix, uh, Scalix is like, well, you might not want to be so flippant, basically, because uh, they're forced to be reckoned with. Meanwhile, in Space Sector 1107, Atrocitus starts monologuing again <laughs> and starts, I don't know, second-guessing himself. <laughs> and Dexstar is like, stop. Stop whining, find your rage. Atrocitus is not a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so gotta love that cat. <laughs> that cat gives Atrocitus the wake up call we've all been wanting to give Atrocitus. And using his tail ring, he uh, finds a one of the rings because they're they're out locating the rings that Atrocitus sent out earlier in the series. Um, uh, a Dexter locks onto it hurdles on down towards towards it and you know <laughs> that's a weird ass pose for a naked atrocitus to be hurtling through space and <laughs> <laughs> yay like <laughs> gross i feel so free <laughs> that's exactly what that pose looks like um meanwhile um why do i keep forgetting these red lanterns names ratchet, ratchet yes it's all right. We both forgot Ratchet when we first started doing these reviews. I, just, I remember I said, what's the, what's the brain guy's name? Yeah. Again? Uh, he starts, he comes in and sees all this disgraceful display. And his ring starts like vibrating and sliding off of his tentacle. And he's like, no, 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 not yet. Um, so he, he walks in on this conversation. And so they're like, well, so how do we... We we have to we have to let everybody know that we're in charge of the sector. So how do we do that? And then Ratchet chimes in and basically tells them the story. You know, there's this bad dude, and he's called Gensui, and he's basically like a crazy dictator for like Hitler, but for an entire planet. I mean, the the opening scene. I mean, there's flags inside of a square, and he's up on a podium talking to people. I mean, it's very Hitler esque. Um, but for an entire planet, um, and he's subjugating people, enslaving them, and who those he didn't enslave, he kills, and they're building monuments. He built a Dyson sphere, which they explain. Uh, okay, so it says. Oh, good grief! Where's the explanation? Okay, here you go. It's it's when you build something around a sun to collect all of its energy, not just the little bit that hits your planet. 
you get the energy of an entire star all to yourself. And he goes, <laughs> and Zillius Socks goes, it's one of my favorite kind of spheres. <laughs> God. So basically, it's it's basically turning your planet into a Death Star <laughs> without having having to build a space station. The whole thing becomes its own Death, whatever you you build it around the sun or around the planet. Yeah, it's around the sun. Okay, so you're around the sun to collect all the energy, and then you use all the energy, which is basically unlimited so long as the star remains burning. Um, then we cut. <laughs> and Rancor, by the way, makes the callback to the Death Star uh, in this very comic book. So that's great. Um, we go back to Goswam in the, the new Red Lantern. And Atrocitus, is he wearing trunks now? It looks it. Okay. Yeah, I don't think, unless it's just the shadow of the rock on his butt, but it, but. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. Um, they find the new Red Lantern and uh, Dexter is like, too big. We got to find another lantern. And uh, Atrocitus is like, no, we'll find us. We'll, we'll, we'll turn it to our advantage. Uh, be Dexter, not a kitten. <laughs> awesome. Um, so he takes, uh, a, he puts Atrocitus in a bubble and lifts him up to the face of this creature. And uh, back on uh, Yasmal, they figure, they figure out, you know, how are we going to infiltrate and. Apparently, uh, using his constructs, what Rancor can do is change his appearance with actual color rather than just red. I, I have no idea how that's possible, but okay. Um, so with he their, did do it on he, he did do it on Earth though when he passed himself off as a normal looking guy to that chick. No, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that it, the, the the precedent hasn't been set. What I'm saying is just is, saying it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, how how can the construct be a color other than red and black? You know what I mean? If 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 the, right. their costume is, we'll get it. We'll get to it when we do the the recap stuff uh, or the review. So, anyways, with their end, they figure the you know they make a plan to figure out how to get on the planet, which is very Star Wars esque. They fly their ship in. Uh, and they pose as these people and introduce each other and, uh, to the, to the leader, uh, they watch some entertainment, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then suddenly, uh, it's a trap <laughs> and the end. <laughs> I'm going to, I think I'm going to put that. Uh, yeah. I'm going to edit that out and put in the actual audio of Admiral Akbar. <laughs> It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. So back to the. Con I don't know how that's possible. I mean, I know that like a few episodes ago, I mentioned how Kyle was able to. He had so much power at one point that he was able to create constructs that didn't look like green bubble people. Like they they look like physical human beings, like creatures. Uh, every color of the spectrum, solid constructs talked and everything like you could not tell them apart from a living being so long time ago there's precedent set for this and he, like you mentioned there's precedent kind of set for this and in, in the actual issues themselves but other than white red and black how is he able to create purple skin and you know what i mean yeah i hear you does that does that not make sense like, is it, does it make sense to you? Are you just willing to let it go, or, or is it, is it not a big deal, or? 
I agree with you in the context of what we saw, what we have previously seen with Red Lanterns. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I think they're trying to. I think they're hoping nobody thinks too much about it because I don't remember if they ever gave us an explanation for when Rancor did it on Earth, why he was able to pull it off. But then again, we know something about Rancor and his and in his blood and him. He was able to do things that other people couldn't do anyway with constructs. So maybe. So I don't know. Hmm. I didn't lose a lot of sleep over it, but I understand why 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 it does stand out like a sore thumb. I, uh, one thing I do like about this uh, issue. Now, to be fair, it's a lot of setup. Not a whole lot happens in it. Um, like you know, Atrocitus and and Dexter don't even confront the new Red Lantern yet in this issue. Like they're heading to the planet and they are standing in front of the creature. Um, the rest of the Red Lanterns are are figuring out what they need to do and then heading to do it and are just in the very beginnings of doing it. And then, I mean, nothing, it's all set up. However, this issue is doing something that I think Red Lanterns should have been doing since the freaking beginning. And it's setting up what the Red Lanterns, it's like the Red Lanterns mission statement. So what are they going to do now? You know, and... They're in charge of a space sector. Okay, well, what do we do with that? Well, how do we let everybody know that the 2814 is ours now? Well, we got to do something big. Uh, all right, well, what do you want to do? And they, they figure out this plan and to take down the bad guys and do it their way. And it, 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 it's, it, it, not a lot happens in the issue itself, but it's getting us to the place I want this series to be at, so I don't mind it. Like, it, you can't just hop right in with it. With no with no setup, you have to do you have to do the setup somewhere. So, you know you're sacrificing an issue's worth of action to get the series where it needs to be, right? True. What did you think of the issue? I liked the issue. the end The ending of the issue I didn't like nearly as much as the beginning. I liked a lot, like. I liked a lot of the setup. I liked the first page, the splash page, when you have Itro and you're kind of getting the two versions of who he is, which is kind of an interesting premise, just the idea that you're getting both sides of the coin, that his point of view, that you know, that they, you know, they hunted down his species and they wiped him out. And he's the last of his kind, and that, and he was, he just wanted, you know, well, he just wanted revenge or justice, justice, not even revenge. He wanted justice, and then the ring found him, and then you realize that. You get the other side and how the planet's going on about, you know, they, they tried to reason with his species and they tried to come up with a, another plan, you know, to you know, another food, a substitute food source to help to curb their reproduction, to do something to kind of like a happy medium. So, so it didn't have to come to this, but nothing worked. So they, so from their point of view, they had no choice, but to wipe, to, to basically wipe the species out. I like that. I like that part. I like the, uh, the little discussion with uh, I like the segue how they talk, how what they were talking about Atrocitus and Dexter and then we cut to them just in like you pointed out the way the way <laughs> guy said that uh you know, I'm not gonna spend my time worrying about <laughs> worrying about a cat <laughs> and he goes well you better because he's not a, he's a, he's a pretty rotten creature <laughs> and then they had the funny the always interesting and humorous exchanges between Dexter and Atrocitus. So I like that. Now when we get to the end, now 
They're portra- they're pretending to be Barg, right? And that's the guy that they stole the ship from. Yes. And that so at so at the very end, it ex- Barg is the one who's actually there with uh, uh, General Chop Suey there. <laughs> yeah, basically the guy that Rancor is pretending to be is actually still alive and in the company of this the this this guy. Marshal Genshu or whatever his name yeah. is. Which was kind of funny because we all we we all thought it was almost like over and it was amusing, but almost overkill the way guy knocked that guy out of the ship. And as it turned out, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't hit him quite hard enough. Hmm. I thought it was a good issue, though. I like the setup for it. What did you think? I, like I said, I like I don't there's I don't mind I. I, I I don't mind it because I know where it's trying to get us and it's necessary. Like, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, and maybe I wish there was a little more action. Like, it, could the Dexter stuff have been shortened down? But, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's... At the same time, even though, look, we're, we're Atrocitus and Dexter are looking up at the land, the red, uh, Itro for the first time. Do we need that much space? But at the same time, that's an awesome visual. Like, you've got a, a newly minted Red Lantern that's supposed to be a mindless freak who's giant on the rampage and destroying everything. But look at him. He's just sitting there with his head in his hands and something's going on with him. Like, that really, that's impactful. Yeah, he's a pretty depressed dude. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see that in the next issue or two. He's the last of his kind, so I guess you can understand that. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, and and of course uh, the only the only, other than Itro because you know I'm a Godzilla fan, so of course I like all the you know the big monster thing. But the the other thing that was really you know when I read this for the first time without having read the preceding issues. The other thing that really caught my attention, and I, I knew what was happening, however, I didn't know where they were going with it, was the stuff that's happening with Ratchet's ring. Yeah, that was that. It, that was pretty cool. I mean, that's um, that was a good setup for what happens in the next in the next issue, mm-hmm. which is actually my highlight of that issue. With the stuff with Ratchet, one of those catch twenty twos, I guess, about being a Red Lantern, especially if you're Ratchet. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I like I like the little bit of uh, the little bit of intro in here, like for for new readers, uh, you know, like uh, Rancor plays the the part of an ignorant ignorant to all things Lantern uh, fan of comics. You know, they were explaining right. they're explaining sectors and you know that whole thing. So that's kind of cool. And we should probably say Charles Sewell is the writer. Alessandro Vitti was the artist, and uh, colors were by Hi-Fi. So nicely done. Do you have anything else to say? I mean, do, do you think? Um, I don't even know if it's a valid question. Like, if it's a big, it's not a big deal to me or anything. But do you question the choice of them having uh, Zillia Zox getting drunk or something? No, not not that it's like a bad or inappropriate thing. What I'm saying is like. Do you mean too drunk to go on the mission? You mean no, 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 not that. I mean, um, 
this scene in a in a it could could the information relayed in this scene be better relayed to us in a different setting and scene i'm just questioning like why is it this drunken party moment well i would suspect i don't have a problem with it like i can see some of like the characterization and that you know trying to humanize these you know quote unquote humanize these characters a little bit so they're a little more relatable and less of the mad murdering psychopath and more of their quote unquote fun side like i I get that and like i said i have no problem with the choice of having him being drunk because it's you know it's funny it's no big deal i don't have a problem with that but I'm just wondering why this particular scene to characterize. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm re, I'm asking way too much why here. I don't. Th- I think the main reason they they did it, I would say, is just because it's kind of like all this built up tension that they've had. Because obviously, under Atrocitus's watch, they really haven't had a any real opportunity to do anything like this. So this is just like blowing off steam. Mm. So I think that's kind of, <coughs> excuse me, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. And I think that's some, so I think that's the reason for them from, for the drinking point of view. I don't necessarily know if they needed that to be able to tell the story, uh, as in, you know, guys conversation with Rancor. But I think that's why you see them drunk. Gotcha. Anything else about this issue? No, I think I think you covered all the all the highlights of it. All right. Well, do you want to take to twenty six? Yeah, I'm gonna give my best shot here. So, issue twenty six, written by Charles Sewell. I'm trying to get to the splash page to make sure California. Yep, California is the artist, and but Gabe Eltab is did the colors. So we come. So it, it opens up um, back in there in the Red Lantern ship where Zox is kind of like doing his little repairs and probably getting sober at the same time. And he gets a distress call through the ring by Guy telling him that their little their incognito masquerading attempt to you know to go meet Marshall Genshu that over there didn't really quite work the way they wanted to. And guys telling him to uh, just get away, you know. Don't worry about us. We'll get we'll get out of there. You know, basically worry about yourself. And he, and guys telling him, you know, just leave the ship. You don't, you know. The most important thing is that Zox gets out of there himself. And of course, Zox is not really having that. He's kind of like you know patting the little keyboard and the little control uh, control pad of the ship, saying, "Don't worry, baby. I'm not going to leave you behind." We switch to got to the Red Lanterns fighting uh, the, the Marshal's troops. Guys, you know, guys trying to uh, rally the troops, rally his Red Lanterns, and he kind of asks Ratchet, "Like, do we have an oath?" <laughs> because we do, and then he recites dramatically. Ratchet recites the Red Lantern oath and goes, "That's the oath." I was like. That's the least inspiring thing I've ever heard. But Lord Atrocitus wrote it. I got a better I got a better one. We're red. You're dead. Oh guy, he's so funny. So meanwhile, 
the, the fight continues. Uh, Skalix notices that Zox is lifting off, and we're going to make it, something like that. They're all excited. Then they get blasted by uh, Genshu's troops. Because obviously he's in cahoots with Barg, who's looking for revenge on Guy and the Red Lanterns. The Red, Lan- the Red Lanterns, other than Zox, of course, all get blasted and, and kind of get put into a, some kind of almost like a chemical attack inside a like almost like a stasis shield that that stuns them. And then, boy, they're, they're, they're all ca- they're captured and they're all being taken away. And uh, you know, guys trying to keep everybody calm. Even though it's kind of interesting because Ratchet's kind of having a flashback moment because he goes, "No, I won't. I will not let you hurt." Looks like he's saying, "Mommy," that's what it looks like. And that's and then they, we switch back to sector. See, they changed the sector number, didn't they? I, I they think did. So it was, I closed. It was, it, was, it was one thousand. You said it was one thousand eight in Goswam. I think so. Yeah. I closed it. Sector so. sector one thousand. Sector 1008 last issue now becomes Sector 1171. So there's a little, there's a little edit, editing snafu which I just caught just right now. Mm. So we're so we're back with, with Itro, hands still in his hands, being depressed, crying. Dexter and Anatrocitus are close to him, and basically what happens is they create. They create a ring construct of another being that looks like Itro, another one of his people, to try to talk to him and try to convince him that they're not alone anymore. It's like, join us, you know, if you're not alone. And you know, Dexter is busting his little feline butt to try to keep that construct going because it's so big. And the Trostus with it, the great motivation, stay the course, Dexter. <laughs> it's like, we have the beast's attention. We shall not fail. Now we cut back to... Uh, the Red Lanterns and Marshal Genshu's troops, as they're about to execute Guy, Ratchet, Blaze, Rancor, and Skalix. Uh, let's just see if there's anything else that needed to be mentioned about that. I'm trying to get to the highlights here. Um, R- Ratchet continues to have moments of uh, basically of just kind of like seemingly rambling on, but to him it, it does sir it, it means something. Guy keeps trying to tell him to calm down. You know we're you know we're not dead yet. We're gonna get you know. Again, you get. He's kind of motivating. You know, his, like look closely, my people, watch and see as we demonstrate the Mac, the might, excuse me, the might of the Cormaxi Empire to every single being in the sector. We switch back to Zox. Zox is trying to contact Guy, and he goes, you know. What am I missing? What am, you know? Think they need you? What am I going to do? He basically uses his ring to seemingly what superpower up the ship to go back. Now we cut back to whatever whatever second whatever sector number they're going to call at this moment between Itro and the red construct of his own another member of his species. They he's embracing this construct while he's embracing the construct. Atrocitus is sneaking out and going into his ear. While he's doing that, all of a sudden, Itro kind of feels what's going on, and Dexter is kind of like both scared and almost seems to have a little bit of regret, not just being maybe probably mostly feigned, but maybe a little bit legitimate regret 
of what's going on because he kind of says sorry as Itro screams in pain. Now we cut. Now we cut back. There's a big explosion in the sky above where the Red Lanterns are about to be executed. Uh, the troops of of the Marshal fire. A, a ratchet busts his tentacles free of the energy band that was keeping him uh, imprisoned, and he basically wraps his tentacles around all the other Red Lanterns and takes all the takes all the the punishment himself. And the marshal's kind of like, "What an odd decision! Fire again!" And again, you know. Meanwhile, Ratchet's like in really, really bad shape. And basically, what Ratchet was doing was just buying them a little time because now Zox is flying in with 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 their ship, and he blast blast the living hell out of uh, all the sol- the enemy soldiers from from Marshal Genshu. The Red Lanterns free themselves. Bard kind of cuts bait and tries to get out of there. Um, he confronts Blaze. Blaze ends up killing the marshal with, you know, with her bo- bony wings. There, then we cut back. They cut back to Ratchet, who who is not doing particularly well at all. Guy tells him to get a shield around Rancor so they can take him to the ship. And Rank and uh, Ratchet basically tells them at this point that no. And he goes, "Do you know why I am a red?" And then he. He goes about how his society insisted that we isolated ourselves from one another. They kept individuals apart, and he thought that was wrong. <clears throat> he thought they could be stronger together than they were apart. And because of that belief, they basically locked him away and they mutilated him, and that got and that built the rage inside of him. But now, after being connected with the Red Lanterns as long as he has, now he's feeling a sense of community and unity again. So because he felt a sense of unity again with the and felt a uh, connection, a sense of belonging, his rage started to subside. So he knew, which is what Chad mentioned in the last issue, when the ring almost left his finger, that he knew this was going to happen at one point. So he was, at sooner or later, he was going to be dead and not a red anyway. So he's kind of glad that he, he kind of went out this way. So the Red Lanterns take the remains of Ratchet back to the ship. Zox is legitimately upset about what happened. To his friend, he kind of asks about what what happened, and guy kind of tells him, "Let's just just forget about it. Let's just just get us out of here. Let's go home." Now we cut back to Gaswam. You see the fallen body of Itro. Uh, Atrocitus rips out. I mean, just rips through his eyeball and comes out. The red ring leaves Itro. It finds it finds another ring holder or bearer in Atrocitus. Atrocity of, of riot! You have great rage in your heart, and he goes, "You have no idea," and that ends the issue. I thought the rings were supposed to find replacement beings for their sector. I don't know the red. No, the red ring never did that. I don't think the red ring ever did that. So it's. I'm just applying the logic to of the green rings to everything else. Yeah, I'm. Pre- I'm pretty sure that yeah, the red ring. I'm pretty sure the red ring is never did that because even when Lara got her ring and then Lara's ring went to Hal just because he had, he felt rage and that was the closest being to her that, that felt rage at the time that she got killed and he felt it so that was the most rageful being within short distance of the ring hmm. so I think that is consistent with the red rings everybody uh, email us let us know more shoot us a voicemail what did you think of this issue I like the end of it 
I like. I think you're. I think twenty five was the overall better issue because I thought the stuff on the planet didn't do that much for me. But I guess it's got, you know getting from point A to point B. But I like the stuff with Ratchet. Ratchet's kind of grown on me over the last you know few issues anyway. So it kind of felt bad that he died. I like the stuff with Atrocitus. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, we knew he was going to get a red ring again anyway. It was kind of an interesting approach to getting one. But now it begins to set his plans of revenge into motion. So I like that. I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was good, and I like. I can't. I kind of was like a two like a two issue story arc. And I like that, and I like the fact that, as you pointed out, the Reds are starting to become something and stand for something more, and you know what they are, which is a lot more than it was for, like, the first 20 issues of the book. So I, I do kind of like that. And it will be interesting to see how they reconcile Guy and Atrocitus as far as basically two different philosophies and two different leadership <laughs> um, schools of thought and see how, how this ends up reconciling, whether they become one one team where they become two teams so i'm interested in that but it's still a good it's still good and i still think it's one of the better lantern books overall as an overall um an overview i should say of not just talking about this one issue yeah do you i can't remember did you read did you read some of the stuff that they're saying when they're all high basically with last issue or this issue? this issue? Oh, you mean when they were in the bubble when they were passing yeah. out? Yeah, I didn't read it out loud. I didn't <laughs> read it when, I read, when I read it, yeah. Wait, wait, he's like, do you know the secret of becoming a truly successful tyrant? Any of you? And Rancor's like, mustache. All the best ones have mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah that was good. Galax is like, must have been a chemical attack. Don't breathe. Or dude, it's, it's probably fine. <laughs> Garner's like, either way, right? Gotta breathe. <laughs> I like your hair, Rancor. I always have. <laughs> Calm down, Ratchet. You're always so intense, my man. You need to chill out. Sometimes you just ride the wave. <laughs> We're good, Ginsu. Whatever. <laughs> It's like their trip back to the 1960s. The colors, man, the colors. I like your wings, Bleeze. They look like hands. Big grabby <laughs> bone hands. I want to shake your big grabby... I want to <laughs> shake your big grabby bone hands. They do look like big grabby bone hands. They do. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good grief. That's some fine entertainment right there. Uh, it's always good to have some good uh, stone jokes in there. Um, Who would have thought the Red Lanterns were so amusing? All right. Uh, again, with the Goswam stuff, do you, did it need to be this long? Well, I don't know how long it really was. I mean, I mean, let me... Th- Let's take a look at this for the hell of it and see like how many real pages we got out of this. One. I'm going backwards. I'm on one. Two. Three in this issue. Three. 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 Four. Four. It's four pages. Issue. Yeah, I think it's only four full pages. And I didn't think it was. I I thought it was okay. I mean, 
I mean, they didn't, they didn't waste a whole lot, really. I mean, they just I'm not picked saying, up where they left off. I'm not saying they wasted it. I just, you know, I don't. Like, could 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 what they were told us in issue one also have been in this issue, and it would have been better? I don't, I don't know. Like, was it much of a cliffhanger to the last time we saw them just bringing the bubble up close to this dude's face? I don't know. They probably could have. They probably couldn't have tight. <clears throat> could have tightened it a tad, but I thought it was fine. What did you think of uh, Zox being able to use the ring to like turn the ship into Red Lantern powered? I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I thought that was cool. I think it's good to see that. It's good to see that the you know that the we know the Red Power base is a little different, and we know they can do certain things even without you know making light constructs out of it. That there's certain things being a Red Lantern brings with it that other cores can't do. So, but I still like the fact that you know they do some things that you would assume <clears throat> assume other lanterns could do with their rings, and that might be one of them. Ratchet was kind of annoying me for a little while there. Not 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 in this uh, new um, new creative team series, but he was one of my least favorite lanterns earlier on. But did he grow on you now? Or had he grown on you a little bit more Grown a new team? Grown on me a little bit more, yeah, but not, I mean, not completely. I mean, I, I wasn't sad to see him go, but, you know, it, his death meant something, so that's cool. Hmm. That it did. You will be avenged! Atrocitus busting out of the eye. Good grief. <laughs> He knows how to make an entrance. Or an exit. An exit, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, what else? Uh, is there... Not, again, not a lot happened. I do love, I do love the fact that this storyline is... I, 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 and again, another thing. So not only is this like a, a setup for what you know, what the Red Lanterns, you know, stand for, what they do now. But it's also a two-issue storyline. That's good. It's this, is, this wasn't dragged out. One issue, they mentioned the threat, they got to the planet. This issue, they're caught, they're about to die, they deal with the problem, they leave. Yeah, can't go wrong there. Yeah. As opposed to Green Lantern Corps and Green Lantern. <laughs> We won't go there. We're just talking about Red Lanterns tonight, Mark. God. Uh, I don't know. Anything else? No. I think I think we're ready for the next issue. Okay. Red Lanterns number 27. We're back on your small. Um, and the cover's pretty cool. It's a uh, uh, guy and uh, ice. Uh, uh, ice from uh, Justice League International fame? Okay, so anyways, uh, Ice, Guy and Ice, and uh, we're back on you, Small, and the they're staring at a bunch of statues of themselves made up behind, uh, on the cliffs slash mountains behind the central powder, power battery in the blood lake, ocean, whatever. Um, anyways... Uh, these statues were all built by some of the people that they liberated uh, from the other planet that this previous issue took place on. Um, 
there are some of the people who you know were forced to build statues of Ginsu, and because of you know the Red Lanterns saving them from Ginsu and Ratchet making the sacrifice, you know they you know they built statues to honor the Red Lanterns, and all, you know then they say, okay, now we're going to seek out every member of Ginsu's race, um, and we're going to bring them to justice, our justice, erase them from the planet, blah blah blah, and guys like okay. But uh, do you know why we came to your planet? Because we heard there was a monster on the loose in our sector and we needed to take care of that. So you go and find those people, put them on trial and punish them how you like. But watch out you don't turn into monsters because then we'd be back for you. And uh, as the they leave, uh, Blizzo approaches him and is like, hey, we got to go find Ratchet's ring. Ratchet wouldn't want his ring to make someone another mindless moron. We got to go find this person and bring him back to the planet. Um, so that they're not, you know, uh, a, a mindless murderous red. Uh, she says, so he can be brought to reason in the blood lake. So it is a blood lake. Ratchet's like, I'll go with you. Cause I think he's getting sweet on her. Uh, you mean rancor. Huh? You mean rancor? Oh yeah. Rancor. My bad. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry. So he heads off with her, and then uh, guys like I'm going to Earth. Uh, you guys want to come? Uh, to Scalix and uh, Zox, and they're like, "Yep." So, well, Ratchet and Blees are headed off uh, to do to lock onto the signature of the ring and and head down and find it. Meanwhile, Guy, Scalix, and Zillia Sox go down to Earth, and he's like, neither of you guys have been here before, right? Well, well, here, uh, here, he basically uploads, while he's taking care of his business, he uploads, uh, uploads, like, some, I don't know, like, tourist points or something to their ring so that they can wander the planet on their own. And actually check it out while he goes and takes care of his thing. So he goes up to Norway, knocks on Ice's door to her little cabin, and she freezes him in a block of ice. And uh, he tells her, wow, that was ice cold. Because <laughs> that's what Gardner does. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they kind of, I don't know, recap the relationship. Well, for those of you who don't know... Guy and Ice have dated and argued and dated and argued, but mostly argued and sometimes more dated, whatever. So there's a rocky history, and he needs to. She thinks he needs to get his uh, anger under control and this whole thing. So meanwhile, we go back to uh, Arizona and the Grand Canyon, Israel, and what is that? The Red oh, sea. the Red Sea, yeah, the Red Sea. Uh, uh, gotcha. And then Paris, I don't know what that is. Do, do you know what that is? Uh, not off the top of my head. Anyways, I mean, anyways, all the stuff that Guy is sending them to, they're thoroughly unimpressed by. And this is when Shadow Thief decides to show up. The female New 52-eyed... Shadow Thief, um, and she's what's the word? Is that um, xenophobic? Yes. Yeah. There we go. Uh, very anti-alien. So her suit brought her there, and they're gonna 
take care of it and you know that whole thing and they're fighting and she's like well my suit's made of shadow uh and shadow's the absence of light you can't hurt me and that's when zilius shows up and vomits all over her and um she screams i.e scalic says we're reds light's not our only weapon um Cut back to Tora and Guy, and uh, this is when Skalix comes on and is like, hey, we need your help. We got into some trouble. And he, Guy's like, I, I got to go take care of this. And she's like, of course you do. And he's like, well, come with me. I'll show you how different I am. And then we cut back to Rancor and Blees as they enter the atmosphere of a planet. And they've locked onto the signature of the ring, and they're down in a hut. So they walk in, walk up to it. Uh, and Rancor busts open the door with a construct, and uh-oh, uh, Rancor and Bleez do come in, says Atrocitus, while, with uh, Dexter hissing on his lap, and it looks like the new red is on a chain. I don't know what kind of creature this is. Um, maybe it's a Samulba. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and next, Red Alert. You, you left out Zox's big comedic moment. What's a testicle? Yeah. That's a callback, right? <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty much... The guy must have... guy called him that, right? So. Yeah. And then and he alluded to it earlier in the issue, and he goes, there is that one question I've been dying to have answered, or whatever he said when he and Skalix go off on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, oh, and, and one other thing, Skalix mentions, like, you know you were a Corvarian infiltration suit? I recognize it. It used to go for millions on the dark markets. Perfect gear for thieves. And she's like, and your point? You're basically wearing an alien right now. <laughs> That's probably what you smell. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So what did you think of this issue? I thought it was good. I don't think I... I don't... I think I... Eh, I think of the three issues that we've done i think this is probably my second favorite um the stuff with the stuff with ice and guy didn't do much for me i there are i mean there are a few parts of it i liked but i I also don't think she was drawn particularly well that's 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 my big problem with it is she ice is is supposed to be hot and like i don't mean like i should be looking at this comic and going, well, damn, look at that girl. Because I, I don't get that way about drawn pictures in comics. But she looks unappealing here. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to phrase it without sounding weird. At one point, she looks kind of like a dude. Like, um, yeah. after Scalix comes on and says, Gardner, we need you, we got into some trouble. That very next panel, she looks like a guy. Yeah, kind of. I can see that. Yeah. Which is weird, because because Guy looks pretty good in the issue, despite the fact that I'm, I'm not a big fan of the whole hippie Guy Gardner look. The long hair and the mustache. Yeah, and the yeah the beard. Yeah, the mustache and the and the yeah the stubble on his face. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the of the porn star Guy Gardner look, but he at least but but he's drawn fairly well, despite the fact that I don't really like the you know the concept of what he's supposed to look like. But yeah, but. But she, and that's really the main, and it, it just seems very uneven considering most of the other characters in the book, not only do they look good, but they look consistent. 
That's true. I mean, the statues don't look particularly good, but that, but you could probably, but maybe you, you could explain that away with the, with the, with the skill set of the, of the aliens that are doing it. I mean, they're not. They seemed a little, you know, stiff and a little nondescript, at least from a distance. Once you saw rat, ratchets up close, maybe looks a little better. But and I like the artist. And again, the alien Red Lantern at the end is pretty cool looking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like for for sure they know. But but where where is the? I'm trying to find the. Okay, so Alessandro Vitti did pages one through five, nine through thirteen, and eighteen, and Jim Califorie did six through eight, fourteen through seventeen, and nineteen through twenty. Is that the ice stuff? Should be most of the ice stuff, right? I'm just trying to see where. Because Lord knows they don't have page numbers on anything anymore. Vitti does a good job at creating monsters, so that's cool. Weird-looking, creepy-looking aliens. I still wish Atrocitus looked better, though. Yeah. I still wish he looked more like old-school Atrocitus, which he's never had. He has never looked like that in this book since since the very beginning. Yeah, that kind of bugs me, too. But those, but those parallax-like teeth. Yeah. Which is not completely uncharacteristic. It's just that I don't know. He just doesn't. He just doesn't look the same like he did when he first appeared, like in Rage of the Red Lanterns and things. He just doesn't quite look. But we've also seen him outside of his armor a lot more than we ever did before. So I think that factors into it too. Hmm. I'm trying to go back and reread some of the dialogue between Ratchet and Blees. You mean Rancor again? God dang it. <laughs> okay, so they lock onto the signature of this ring and go find it. Because I'm double checking here. Nowhere in here did they mention that they found the signature of two rings. Can. Can. <clears throat> or, or two extra rings. Because doesn't the creature. Atrocitus has got chained up. Have a ring, or is Atrocitus projecting a costume onto this creature? No, he should have a ring because that's that's the creature that has that has Ratchet's ring. Right. Atrocitus has the uh, Itro's ring. Itro's ring. Yeah. And so okay, so, so there's three theory, there's three rings on this planet, and they even though they're following the trail of this one, they didn't detect the other two. Well, because I, I think they're kind of setting you up for that by saying they can lo- that they they're purposely locking on. You're right. You can make a case they should have been able to detect that there's other red rings around, but the, but their track but the tracking signal is only basically locked into one thing, and that's they're locking it into Ratchet's ring. So that's the only thing that they're really interested in. But yes, clearly you should be a there should be a way to for you to detect other red lantern rings ar- around. But I don't know. It's a uh, I don't know. Shadow Thief was a weird choice. I agree. I know I said that kind of lackluster and everything. But I, I, of all people to run into, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they they didn't really have much of a choice. I don't know. I'm trying to find. Not a whole lot happens here either. No, not really. These issues are more character pieces than action beats. I mean, to to be fair, we got all kinds of. Crazy action and no character beats and other title lantern titles going on right now. We don't like that much either. I still prefer this over that. Because you are getting, I mean, 
what you are getting that you didn't get before is that you're getting kind of like real understanding of the reds, the personalities of the different red lanterns. Yeah. And not just the relationships, but, but that, you know, what kind of makes each one of them tick or, or their knowledge base yeah. and, and things like that. So well, I, I, I do, kind of, I do kind of like that. Each individual reds character, what they bring to the table, what the red lanterns purpose and mission is as a, as a team, uh, what's going on in their heads, what their plan is, that whole thing. So that's good. I do appreciate all that. Some humor beats, they're a little more relatable rather than just crazy murderous fools. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the fact that there's not a lot in these issues isn't necessarily a detriment or a slight on the writing of the creative team. It's just there's more character beats in here than there is action. And there's more action in other titles than there is character beats. So, but I do appreciate, you know, because Red Lanterns was by far the shittiest book of of the Lantern titles before the creative teams left, and we got new creative teams. So I do appreciate this drastic uptick in quality here. I mean, to be fair, it was a new Lantern-based book focusing on a completely different core. So they should have they should have given us you know a better characterization and and everything for the reds right up front just to you know get get people's interest and and hold it for a while it just they're just making up for lost time now and uh, it's better it's better than sticking with the same old same old definitely i think kind of like a better late than never approach i guess yeah. with the red lanterns at least at least now it's Kind of like you said, it's kind of what the book probably should have been to start with, and hopefully they'll continue to move forward because it's certainly, you know, to me, it's certainly one of the the better books at this point. Mm-hmm. It's there are two books right now I really don't look forward to reading all that much, and there's two books that I kind of do look forward to reading, and Red Lanterns definitely is falls into that category. I definitely look forward to seeing what's what's going on. You know, the Supergirl thing onto itself is somewhat interesting to me, but not super, super interesting to me. No pun intended. But I still look forward to the Red Lantern book more than I do to, you know, Core and even Green Lantern at this point, so. I gotcha. Well, is there anything else about this particular issue? I don't think so. I think I think we did a, you know, we kind of been, we were succinct, but to the point, I think, with these three issues, it was... They were entertaining. There wasn't a huge. There were some stuff. I mean, some. There were some points worth delving into or analyzing a little bit more, and I think we did. And there's some bigger issue or long-term plot points that they've been working on that you know some of them are slowly coming, are now coming to fruition. Fruition since we've seen, you know, Atrocity has been floating around naked in space for like a bunch of issues now. Mm-hmm. Ever since, ever since Guy took, I mean, uh, Kyle t- took uh, the butcher out of him, so finally. He's back to where he, you know, kind of should have been to begin with with a ring, and now the question is, how that's all going to pan out when when he comes a he comes a calling for guy. Hmm. Now, this Channel Fifty Two double page spread, abandon all hope and enter into the dark. Do you see it? Yes. Okay. Uh, for are you reading any dark titles from DC right now? Not at the moment, no. Okay, because I was going to ask, this orange glowing snake 
coiled around Constantine, what is that? I mean, it's it's a glowing orange snake. <laughs> what else am I supposed to think of right there? Right. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's anything else lantern related. It's just that. That we can see. I don't think, yeah, I was going to say, I don't see anything else. Is that Night Nurse? Nightmare Nurse or whatever? Neck to the left of uh, Frankenstein and above Pandora? Yeah, that's where I... Th- I I'm, a, I'm not entirely sure. That sounds correct, but... Hmm. And then Dead Man is a cat. <laughs> Dexter! No. Uh, Aquaman's hand. Phantom Stranger. Spectre. Spectre. Swamp Thing. Amethyst Question. Orchid. Zatanna. The Demon. Swamp Thing is using Aquaman's trident. That he is. <clears throat> All right, uh, so those those were our three issues. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Uh, the, uh, look, I know they're, they're, we didn't talk a whole lot about them, but we I personally enjoyed them. Uh, like Mark said, I think I think you and I share the same view. Uh, it, it's New Guardians and Red Lanterns are the are the top dogs of 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 the lantern the main lantern titles, and the other two are just kind of oh please God get better. <laughs> kind of issues, <clears throat> and I still give a little bit more of a. I maybe it's just my love for Hal, but I give Green Lan- I give Green Lantern a little bit of a slight edge, and maybe also because they they they're throwing on some other stuff, which is somewhat interesting. Even if the main story isn't, they have the Mogo stuff. You know, waiting for Saint Walker to see the light. No pun intended. Things like that. But Core is really bumming me out. Yeah, I haven't I haven't read any more issues since our previous review. So, I'll be getting to that soon enough. That's- it does get a little better and and like I mentioned to you before, the the annual the Green Lantern Corps annual is actually I enjoyed a great deal. So, but that's also because it, it follows through on what we started to see during our last issue review about the uh Escape East from uh, the science cells, and that, how that factors into the war with the Durlins and the uh, Kund. So, and that's the best to me. That's the best part so far of of this seemingly never-ending war that's going on. But and the fact that the characterization with Hal is getting a little bit better. Mm, yeah. I... No, I'm not going to go into another DC rant. Nope, not happening. You can do it for ten minutes or so. Yeah. It was, it'll make the episode still nice and nice and tight. You can do it. No, uh, I'll do some feedback instead. Uh, do we have any emails? Have you checked lately? I checked tonight. There was nothing. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll do some Twitter. That will not awesome. Um, guys, seriously. <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> seriously, send us emails and voicemails. Uh, I, I I seriously don't mind going through Facebook and Twitter, but. The Facebook and Twitter feedback is always very short and concise. Uh, you know, not a lot of musing uh, or comments on you know what you think about the titles or what you think of what we thought about the titles or you know or anything like that. So emails and, and voicemails are awesome. We really, re- I mean, we appreciate feedback of any kind in any you know medium, but emails and voicemails give us a chance to not only let 
let us know for you to let us know what you're thinking about the episodes themselves and our thoughts on various things, but also for you to let us know what you're thinking about stuff as the, the material we're reviewing. Were we wrong about something? Are you enjoying a particular aspect that we're not? Why? You know, you can't tell me that in 140 characters or less on Twitter. And if you type that much on Facebook, you're probably going to think, well, nobody's going to read this anyways. But in, in email and a voicemail, those would absolutely get read or played on the air for sure. Um, that was by no means a slight on the people who are keeping up with this on Twitter and Facebook because those are awesome ways for uh, to spread the lantern cast word. Whereas no, you, you know, the only downside being, of course, if if you do emails and 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 voicemails only, then you know how are how can you you know give us some feedback. And spread the word of Lantern Cast. Well, you can't. Nobody's going to know what you said <laughs> until the episode is released. Um, but anyways, so we released. Um, what was the last episode we released? The uh, movie episode. Just like that, right? Oh yes, the movie. I was thinking about what topics we covered related to issues. Yes, the movie review was the actual last episode. That we've released. All right. So Scott says, I did the math and found out you recorded this on February 4th. <laughs> Glad it came out before the movies were released. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, Jesse says, uh, he just read two really good out of continuity GL stories, Smallville Lantern and Adventures of Superman 11. Nice because they're not big crossover events. Smallville is basically an Elseworlds story. Um, I've read the Smallville one, and I have the actual Adventures of Superman number 11. What I think we're going to do, rather than put more episodes on our plate, uh, and I don't, I don't know, you, you tell me. Maybe we can make use of the blog format on our website a little more, and ancillary stuff. Like, for instance, Adventures of Superman number 11. We could just write one of – me, you, somebody else could write some sort of a write-up uh our thoughts or whatever on the issue or i write a paragraph about what i thought about it you write a paragraph about what you thought about it and we just post it up in a blog post on the on the website you know something like that we could we could even do the same thing with the supergirl issues of red lanterns you know what i mean we could do i think we can do something like that i mean and you're right we in general we should probably definitely take advantage more of more of the blog aspect of the website to just do, just to basically just to say what's in our mind, regardless. Yeah. Especially in between recordings and things like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So, Adventures of Superman uh, number eleven. There's something I wanted to say about that on air before we did any sort of review in blog form. There is one thing I wanted to get out there because I did say something about it on air before when it was solicited. I had a big problem with uh, with it being another like a retelling of the what happened the day Krypton exploded, like what was the Green Lantern Corps doing about it, who was supposed to be protecting it, what happened. I was like, well, they already told that story. It was Tomar Ray and, you know, that whole thing. Well, in the issue itself, have you read it? Have you seen it? Have you had a chance to look at it? I have not had a chance to read it, no. Okay, well, I don't want to spoil it. It's, it's non-spoilery, but there is a panel in here where this, this alien lantern says... The Green Lantern Tomar Ray tried to save Krypton in his own way. 
maybe if I had known more, believed him, I could have helped. So he, they acknowledge that uh, Tomar Ray Krypton, you know, uh, Krypt, trying to save Krypton storyline. So it's still, at least in this title, in continuity. Uh, now, the only reason I had a problem with it in this particular book versus, you know, this be, just being some Superman story in, in the, set in the New 52 is because The Adventures of Superman is clearly set in the pre-New 52 universe. This is Superman still with his red trunks, Superman. And I was like, well, if you want to keep to that continuity, then why are you throwing this to rewrite th- that storyline? So, but they, they firmly acknowledge it in this issue. So my one criticism of this issue is now null and void because it, they actually do mention and make that callback to that story. So uh, I agree with them. Those are, uh, I read the Super Smallville Lantern storyline. I think I'm going to reserve judgment on that until I read the second issue, the second part of that story. Uh, I think John Stewart was on the cover of that issue. Um, I think so. I enjoyed it, but I don't. I don't. I have some issues in my head that I'm thinking about about it, and I don't want to. I think they may be resolved and moot by the time I read the second issue. Um, Scott says, "Hey, Chad, are you covering the Supergirl issues as a Red Lantern? I'm picking them up." Uh, and then he asked Floto if he is. Um, and Floto says, yeah, it's been great. How could I not pick up Tony Bodard writing a Lantern story? Which is my approach to the, the Supergirl Lantern stuff. Um, do I like the idea of Kara getting a red ring? No, but it's Tony Bedard doing Lantern stuff. I'm going to read it. Um, and it's, you know, Red Lanterns is one of the, one of my f- uh, more favorite, <laughs> I guess, uh, Red Lantern is uh, one of my more fi- favorite consistent Lantern titles, so yeah, why not? And I get it digitally anyways. Um, so Scott said, oh, okay, cool, then Chad, that, that means you have two listeners picking up the book and it sounds like another GL title to cover, eh? Again, um, probably doing, uh, we're absolutely doing Red Lanterns. Um, I've been reading Red Lanterns and Supergirl I can't remember how many issues of them I've read. Are you caught up completely right now on Red Lanterns? The actual, just Red Lantern proper? Just Red Lanterns proper. Yes, I believe I am. Okay, because I, 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 don't, I don't know because I'm reading both. If you're caught up on Red Lanterns proper but not reading Supergirl, do you feel like you're missing anything by not reading Supergirl? I don't think that I am, but again, you know, without knowing, without knowing what's actually in those issues, it's hard to say whether uh, my vibe is that I'm not, I don't think there's anything going on that absolutely I critically need to know. I think I get the gist of the, of, you know, what's going on. So I think where I feel comfortable where I am without reading the Supergirl issues. But if you're reading the Supergirl issues, obviously you're going to have a, you may be able to have a different perspective on, well, on, and again, I, it's been a couple of weeks since I've read anything, uh, you know, any any comics whatsoever. So uh, my memory of it is is a little vague. I, I normally read everything a couple of times before we actually get to the recording review stage of things. Uh, I was just wondering if you, as reading only Red Lanterns, felt that it could be covered on the show without us missing significant chunks of story, thinking that you need to maybe be reading an issue of Supergirl to follow along. I don't think... 
I don't think if we just covered all the issues of Red Lanterns, it's part of you know the Red Daughter of Krypton. If we just do the Red Lantern issues and not do the do the Supergirl issues, I don't really think we'll be missing anything of super consequence. But like I said, I don't, I don't think from a major as far as major beats of a story, I don't think we will. But I, but I could be wrong. I mean, I don't. Let's put it this way: I don't feel. I have I haven't felt a strong need or a compulsion to go out and get those books just to, so I'm, you know, t- because I feel like I would be missing it otherwise. To me, they're kind of like, in a way, it's kind of like all the eight thousand tie-ins to Blackest Night. Not that there's nearly as many, clearly, but it's the concept that basically, if you just read the main story going on in the main book, that you kind of get the gist of what's going on. And but but if you read some of the supplemental issues, you'll get maybe a bigger picture. There'll be a little nuances added that you that you know about, or you would get different takes on things that you wouldn't otherwise. But right. I haven't been driven to oh, I I want to go read, I want to go read you know Supergirl for that reason. Yeah, we'll probably just do the the blog format type of. Put it this way, I think we'll be covering like Red Daughter and Smallville uh, Lantern, and you know the, this Adventures of Superman issue. In some way, shape, or form, but I can't promise you that it's going to be on air. How about that? Uh, I don't want to, you know, just flat out say we'll be doing blogs on it because, you know, that you guys might hold us to that. We might find some other way of of going about that. But I think it'll be covered in some form. I just I don't think it's going to be on air though. So because you know, with with Larfleys having some being something we got to catch up on. And Sinestro starting to come out, and we're still catching up on the titles. I don't think we should be throwing any more stuff into that hectic pot. You know what I mean? So, there's that. Right. Um, the Power Search said, just notice your background. Kick ass. Always always liked how Moore's parallax anyway. More depth to the character. Uh, he's referring to a page, a couple of pages that uh, are the, our background on our Twitter profile of... Uh, it's from the uh, Emerald uh, Knights storyline where Hal goes back in time uh, with Kyle. So I don't. You remember that storyline? I remember it very okay. well. So yeah, it's basically it, it's awesome art. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic storyline. You should definitely find uh, pick it up if you can. Uh, and then. Uh, we had uh, Dwayne and Scott asking about the Sliders cast. Is it like is it an April Fool's joke? Uh, uh, and then Dwayne's like, "Who put a Sliders cast in my Lantern cast feed?" <laughs> uh, blame Jim. <laughs> That's his fault. Uh, we it was clever. Yeah, you know, we always do something for April Fools, guys. So don't trust anything that happens on on April Fools uh, from us. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of that, <laughs> got a few people pretty pissed off at me uh, on April Fool's Day over on the Facebook page. <laughs> oh, yes. Way to kill the fan base, Chad. Uh, that's right. I just love love uh, pissing off all of our fans. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm, try- I'm trying to find the actual post. Um, okay, here we go. This just in, the Lantern cast has been invited to host a panel at this year's New York Comic Con. We're told only that it will be involving several Lantern-related announcements from DC Comics. Following that, we have been granted an exclusive interview. It's official, we're official. 
and then I, uh, you know, I, I tagged New York Comic Con and DC Comics, and I posted a picture for New York Comic Con, and we got nine likes and thirteen comments. And uh, let's see, let's call out who who we got. Uh, Dowd says, "Holy crap, dudes! I bet this was because the creators that were tagged in their Twitter post." Uh, Chris says, "Congratulations, we got James." He says, uh, good job, guys. Um, let's see. Uh, Chad, not me, says, sweet, maybe I can mooch some free tickets off of you. <laughs> sure, as many as you want. <laughs> Chris thinks we're bastards. Um, I like how Mark and, uh, and uh, Jim uh, added to it for a little bit. Jim's not good at subtlety. Like, everything he said, I was like, come on, man, you're spoiling it. <laughs> Steven's the only one we didn't get. His comment checks calendar. <laughs> uh, so that's awesome. <laughs> and I posted it on uh, on my personal page, and I can't remember who said it, but someone was like, I will burn your soul. <laughs> Do you remember who that was? Because I, I know you commented on that. The Brian. I think it was Brian. Yeah, probably Brian. It was the Brian. Has to be Brian. Um, let's see here. I wish the Facebook app was better than this. It's so hard to see previous posts on Facebook. Twitter is so much easier. You just get notifications and scroll down. Um. Oh, David S. Goyer of Man of Steel says he would love to do a Green Lantern movie. I posted that link to a Screen Rant story, uh, and some people were uh, pretty interested in that. Um, I was re-watching some of the uh, Numbers. Numbers is one of my favorite shows, uh, favorite crime dramas. It was only on for like six seasons. Um, and uh, there, I was watch. I was getting very like towards the end of like the sixth season, and then randomly one of the characters just references Green Lantern. So I posted that on there, uh, and Dowd and uh, Dylan were, were were pretty excited about that. Uh, al- although the, they rec- they recite the oath, which is awesome in the show, and then uh, the guy's like, "I didn't know you were a fan of the Lant, like L A N T." And Dowd says, I think we just found a way to ID (laughs) non-fans. So we'll just call him Lance. Uh, Not to be confused with Lance Aguilar. Uh, Lant, L-A-N-T. L-A-N-T-S, Lance. (laughs) Sorry, Lance. (laughs) Um... Uh, I hyped up the, uh, the, the 20, our favorite most anticipated movies of 2014, and uh, can, I was like, can you guess what I number one? And Chris says, Turtles. <laughs> Good guess, but no, it's Michael Bay. So, no. So that's that's the, the Twitter and Facebook stuff that we have. Um, I do want to reiterate, guys, if you can, emails and voicemails. I, I didn't want to, like, push it too much because I didn't want you guys to feel pressured or anything. But I, I've been lo- catching up on C- uh, episodes of Comic Geek Speak, and they ask every single episode. Like, not only, like, send in Muddle the Murd and Deceive the D stuff, and send us emails, send us voicemails. And it works for them. People people send in stuff all the time the second they start asking. So I figured we'd just ask more often. Email, lanterncast at gmail.com. Voicemail, 708-LANTERN. Don't forget there's a three-minute time limit. Um 
seriously, we want to uh, don't don't just tell us what you're thinking. Tell us what you're thinking about the episodes you're listening to. Tell us what you're thinking about the issues you're reading. Tell us what you're thinking about our commentary on stuff. Tell us what you're thinking of the layout. You know, to tell us, you know, just give us more information. We'd love to hear from you guys. And, you know, it'd save us a little time. Once we get more, like I said before, once we get more emails, once we get more voicemails, we'll, we'll phase out the amount of, you know, specific tweets and, and stuff on Facebook that we mention and actually start doing just the, the more direct feedback of voicemails and emails. But we, we got to first start getting that stuff in. So... Hopefully you guys can uh, get some of that stuff in. And thanks to the people who already have. We really appreciate that. Seriously. Always always good having at least one or one or more good emails to go through. Yeah, it gives us a lot to talk about. So it, yep. It's besides replying replying to it itself, it's good to talk about it on the air and and address their points and their concerns and and they tend to most of the and they tend to basically not it's not verbatim certainly, but they kind of echo a lot of the sentiments that at least one, of, one or, at least one of us tends to have. <laughs> All right. So it's kind of good. And even if they didn't, it, it's it's like I said, it's, it's it's food for thought and for more discussion. So there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. Well, uh, how else can people get in contact us with? Like, yeah. How else can people get in contact with us, Mark? Well, let me tell you, Chad. Why? Thank you. <laughs> Why? Thank you. You can use Carrier Pitch. And at Carrier, at, uh, you can email us at lanterncast.com. That is lanterncast at gmail.com. Lanterncast at gmail.com. Uh, you can visit our website, lanterncast.com. Through there, you can access our forums. You can check out our galleries and other things, products of the week, hopefully more blogs from us. You can follow us on Twitter and also on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. You can use the hashtag GLCast to find us on both. We are on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you like us on iTunes, please, please, please leave a positive review. And last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, as Chad mentioned a few moments ago, call us at 708-LANTERN. That's 708-LANTERN, three-minute time limit, and let us know what you think. Please, 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 please shoot us some emails and voicemails. We would love to hear from you guys. I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> um, next time around, what are we doing? Uh... So, we don't entirely know yeah. yet. We need to discuss. We we know it'll be an issue review. It's just divvying yeah. up because we're so close to the finish line now. We're just gonna figure out how we want to approach it. But we'll figure we'll figure that out, and then we'll let you. When we know, you'll know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that that works. <laughs> All right, guys. Our people will tell your people. Yeah. We'll we'll tell you somehow. All right, guys. Good night. Good night, everybody.
the ship is destroyed and I'm too weak to carry on my work as intergalactic space patrolman, I must seek out a deserving Earthling to pass on my battery of power. My power ring will find an honest and fearless one to take my place. With the speed of light, the strange visitor's energy beam crisscrosses the Earth. Meanwhile, test pilot Hal Jordan works in his flightless jet trainer. A few more modifications and this jet trainer will be turning out top-notch space pilots. Where on Earth did this strange green energy come from? Come in, Earthman. I am Abin Sur. And I have chosen you to take my place as space patrolman of this sector. With this green energy battery, you will have power over everything except that which is yellow. Take my ring and use it to defend against evil and injustice. I will, Abin Zur, and I shall call myself Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> 